what a mighty God we serve. The creator, the author, and the finisher of our faith. He's interested in making us over again. Amen. We are blessed that God has given us a chance to think about what it means to be made over. We are in the second Sunday of a series called N2K. It stands for need to know. The everyday harvest is what I'm going to preach about, but I just need you to sit back and allow the movement of the Holy Spirit to really remind you what it means to be made over again. There's a lot of reality TV shows, make over this and make over that. We live a reality TV show every day if we're honest with ourselves because God gives us a chance to be made over again. Thanks be to God. Think about that. As you hear this scripture, Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Normally I preach from the message translation, but as I studied these, I just wanted you to hear it from the New Revised Standard. Amen? So if you have your Bible, feel free to follow with me. If you just want to let the Lord thy God speak to you through the Scripture, hear the Word of God. He said also, the kingdom of God as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how the earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest seed on all the earth. Yet when it grows, sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables. But he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, there's a great harvest. We don't know exactly how the growth is going to come. We don't know exactly when the seed was planted. 
But Lord, we are all your seeds and we are ready to grow. Father God, move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you. For this is your day and this is your word. Praise be to God. Amen. So Lord, I need you for a moment. Julian, I need you for a moment. Brother Lamar, Julian, could you sit right here? Sola, right here. Lamar, right here. This seat is left open on purpose. This imagine is your harvest when did it grow strong when did it get big when did it develop if you think of it in the life that we live this is where some of us first remember our seeds of faith growing we were young we were excited and what was most important in this era of our life is that we knew we were loved. Amen? Amen? But sometimes we weren't exactly sure what was going on. But we showed up because guess what? This person made sure we got there. So when you're this size and your seed of faith, lots of seeds are being planted but they are seeds of hope. And sometimes they're even seeds of, if you would just stand still long enough, something good is going to happen. Can you hear me? And they're seeds of love, but they can be kind of stern from this person to this person. But when he gets to be this person, he may not remember all the seeds of, you sure been doing great in school. You're going to be famous one day. I know God has great plans for your life. You're a brilliant person. All of those are seeds of faithfulness and assurance and even seeds of encouragement. But if they're never planted here, sometimes when you get here, you're not sure exactly what's going on. But when you get here, Sometimes we forget and we just don't know. How are the seeds going to be planted here so we can get here so there's a continuous harvest by the time we get here? Many times we can remember who planted seeds for us when we were 10 or maybe even 15. But when we got to be 20s, even in our 30s, we weren't real sure how this seed thing was happening. As the scripture says, we understand that it grows, but we're not exactly sure how it happens. Then when we get over here, we say, do I still need to keep planting seeds? I thought I was at harvest time. I thought everything was settled. All things were right on time. What you mean I still got to plant some more seeds? 
And then you run across a little person like this. And you even remember being right here. And you say, only by the grace of God. Amen. <laughs> that these seeds got strong, grew into a big shrub where the bird could plant and sit a while. But then the Lord says, I need you to keep growing. I still have some much seeds for your life. I want you to look at the first set of seeds, the second set of seeds, and the third set of seeds in our life. God says you will have three scores and ten. Every score is 20 years. But if you don't plant any seeds beyond here, when you get here, I'm not sure your tree is as large as you want it to be. I'm not sure you have grown into where you want God to take you to. But there will still be a harvest. Spiritually, mentally, financially, emotionally, God says, harvest time. I need you to know that there's seeds planted here and seeds planted here and seeds planted here. And even in the season where you think this is my final harvest, I don't have any more harvests after this. He still says, keep planting seeds. Because you may not see the fullness of the harvest, but when this young man gets here, and then when he gets here, if we haven't done the work of God, we haven't showed him how to plant and harvest. That's what we're going to do today. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise. <laughs> to God be the glory. We're going to plant some seeds because I think sometimes we forget who we are serving. We forget that we are serving a true and living God where we're required to pay attention to the seed and the harvest. I thank God for giving each of these persons to new faith this day to provide service unto the Lord. Give them a hand clap of praise, amen? Because they could have been a lot of places, but God has ordered their steps so they would be here this day. Our sermon series is simply called Two into K, and that means, like I said before, need to know. And we're going to talk about and pray about and understand a little bit more about harvest time. So I want to lay this question at everybody. It's not a question just for the first set of seeds or the second set of seeds or the third or fourth or whatever level seed. It is a question that I want you to hear clearly and let it penetrate into your heart. What do you need to know from the Lord thy God about becoming new? What do you need to know? Do you need to know how to pray more? Do you need to know how to let the Lord lead? Do you need to know how to just let it go and put it at God's feet? What is it that you need to know to become new? That's not a trick question. That's not even a cumbersome question. So I'll, I'll say it this way. What do you need to know from God to let old things pass away and to let new life come in? 
What do we need to know about living new and being new and walking new inside and out? What do we need to know about being made new by Jesus Christ? I'm inviting everybody to ponder that question. I'm inviting everybody to think about that question because at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, and all the days in between, from a time that a seed is planted to the point that it is harvest, you may not know when it's multiplying, when it's growing the root, when it's just beginning to seedling. You may not see all that, but at some point, The seed knows that it's being made new every day because if it's ever going to grow past where it is, it's got to get grounded, it's got to be rooted, it's got to have some soil, it's got to have some water, and more than anything, it's got to believe that it can grow. We live in Texas, amen? There's two seasons in Texas. It's hotter and hotter. One month we over with the water, the next month we have a drought, and we say, how did that happen? Because all the rain was going past us. And then there'll come a season where we're like everything we planted seems like it's burned up. We say, why do I plant every spring when I know something's going to burn up in my yard? I've tried to shade cover. I've tried to shoe box. I've tried the umbrella with the shoe box paper over it. We've tried multiple things. We even put it on a different side of the room. It's going to grow this year. I'm not inviting you to stop planting the seeds. I'm inviting you to recognize who makes it new. We cannot make it grow. God makes it grow. Let me just say that again. We cannot make it grow. God makes it grow. But if we don't do the work... We're not going to work in the field. Then what God is calling us to do may not grow as fast as we hoped it would grow. Again, the question is, what do we need to know from the Lord thy God about becoming new? What is it a mustard seed experience? And what does it tell us about growing up? When I was in church growing up, you got to a certain age that you could move from a certain section of the church over to another section because you had earned the right. You didn't have to sit over in the children's section. You had the right to move where the regular people were. Amen? And there was a section in my church growing up that they used to affectionately call the mourner's bench. And I used to say, what did, why, why, do, why do we have to have that? Is it some symbol? Did it come from the old church? What is it for? And this one older woman said to me, you don't have enough life experience to sit over there yet. I said, well, what happens over there? You know, do they fall out? You know, what happens? You're not grown enough. Stay from over there. Amen? Amen. Then this woman, she became what I would call my guide in what is considered our confirmation class now. But she was very strict. 
You had to say it her way. You had to walk it her way. And you had to experience it through her eyes. And so one day she invited me over to that section. And I'm just so glad to be in this section. And I thought she was going to let me sit down in the section. And she said, just look at it. (laughs) When you get grown enough in your faith, and you've done all that you can, and nothing else will work, you go over there and sit in that section. And you let the Lord speak to you over there. You don't pay attention to what we're doing over here. You just let the Lord speak to you over there. I said to myself, that's kind of isolated. I don't know if I want to go over there now that I know what it's for. But when I graduated from high school, she gave me a handwritten note. And in the note was a three-by-five card with this particular scripture on it from Mark and all the other scriptures that dealt with a mustard seed. And she taped these mustard seeds on the card. And I said, and don't, don't mean no harm, young folks, but at 18 when I was graduating, they didn't have gift cards and they didn't have cell phones. But I was sure looking for green. Amen? When I got a card, I was hoping there was green in that card. I wasn't looking for the white three-by-five card with some mustard seeds on it with a scripture and a little personal note that said, keep growing. I just kind of looked at it and said, okay. First, she finally invites me over to the big people section, and then I graduate, and she gives me a postcard with some mustard seeds on it. But I kept it. And the life lessons that I have received from that card are more than I can even explain in this sermon. Because when the things got tough, I was smart enough to say, it wasn't money, but I'm going to put it in my wallet because I want what's in my wallet to grow. And then when it moved from my wallet and I didn't care it in my wallet anymore, I put it in my Bible and said, when I get to know the Lord thy God just a little bit more and I want my spiritual life to grow, I need to be able to pick up this car. And then when I moved in my corporate experience and every time I'd unpack and pack and pack again and unpack it, I'd find that little car. And it said, keep growing. Not long ago, I found a box of a lot of cards from young people that I had done a retreat and I invited them to have their own mustard seed experience. And they would put their tape down and write a prayer on the back that they said, I'm going to leave with you because I hope you'll pray this for me. I ran across those cards not long ago, and I realized that unless somebody keeps planting seeds, the harvest sometimes can get limited. The water can get a little dry, and we can get a little sad about what's going on in our lives. All things are passed away, but God does make us new time and time again. Why is this important? Because the kingdom of God is like those mustard seeds of faith. 
And when we think about the scripture and we think about what God is saying, we have to realize that the seeds are real. And that humanity wasn't given the job to make the seeds grow. They were given the job to believe that the seeds would grow. We're called to provide the harvest, the labor to make the seeds do what God has said they would do. That means if you're going to walk this thing and you're going to grow up with God, you have to start yielding in your first seed season. Obedience and love. And mercy and grace are crucial. But when you get to the next level harvest, you see how important grace is. You didn't make it grow up. You didn't figure out that you could get the job. The only thing God gave you the ability was to apply for the job. And he said, I need you if you want to live long and have what I've called you to do. Will you let the seeds that were planted at this point in life Show you some things about obedience. Show you some things about love. Show you some things about mercy. But even when you don't understand how it's going to grow, will you trust me that it's going to grow? For you must realize that the mustard seed is the tiniest seed. It ain't bigger than a minute. And it's so small and people would literally say it's insignificant. But the scripture said that it would grow into a big bush. Where birds would plant themselves. So from a parable standpoint, what do we need to grow up? Do we need to believe that those seeds that seem so tiny, 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 tiny are going to one day grow into a significant, large enough bush and shrub to allow birds to make their home? Do we need to remember that he will give us the fertile ground for those seeds to be nourished? But we've got to show up and say, use me, Lord. So part of what has to happen is we have to keep saying yes at every season in our life. With the disappointment, with the challenge, with the ups, with the downs, we got to keep saying yes. I ran across this article, and it said 10 things to do in your 20s to have a long life. I glanced over them, and I said, wow, I got a lot of seeds I need to keep planting. But some of them, I I see myself saying, I'm just beginning to reap the harvest of hearing those seeds at some point in my life. The first one says, avoid accidents. And violence. In my 20s, I didn't have a cell phone, but I was a special kind of driver. (laughs) Amen? So now I can pray for people when their kids are getting their driver's license because I just had to get mine. Not to say I was mature enough, ready enough, I just had to have one. And in the city of Philadelphia, I knew how to park well, but I didn't know how to change lanes so well. So... I didn't do that really well in my 20s, but by 30s, God worked that out. So even though we can have something that we may love, it may not do much for our lives. And there are a lot of them on here, but I think the one that means the most to this particular passage is have a purpose. If you're going to become who God is calling you to be, 
and we are to become who God is calling all of us to be. We have to spend some time with the seeds of purpose to help us see what new life is about. In the book of Corinthians, which is the second Corinthians passage I read earlier, Paul is encouraging the people of Corinth to live into their new life. He's in reminding him and telling them that they need to understand God regardless of where they are in their life. They, their number one goal, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, their primary goal is to please God. It's just so whether you're at home or away, we make it our aim to please him, to please the true and living God. So if you're going to walk in the way and you're going to grow in the way God wants you to grow, first we have to continue to say yes. First and second and foremost, we have to believe that there will be continuous harvest because the seeds may just get scattered. Don't worry about is it the best land. Just allow the Lord to scatter the seeds. And then last but not least, make it your number one goal to please God. Because there is no harvest if we don't please God. We need to believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, rose with victory and all power over death, and that the mystery of our faith calls us to remember this sacrifice day in and day out. And when we embrace new life, we are humbled before his feet and say, I just don't know how, but I know you. I don't know when, but I know you. I don't even know why, but I know you. And you know me, and that's enough for me right now because the purpose that I have is to please you. So again, the original question is, what do we need to know? from the Lord thy God about becoming new. Remember just simply this. We are invited to see the seeds that God scatters in each of our lives and recognize them as possibilities. These are seeds of both faith and mystery. They are seeds of forgiveness and renewal. They are seeds of love Grace, unspeakable joy, and amazing life experiences for the abundance of life that God has promised us when we walk by faith and not by sight is a harvest that simply begins from mere mustard seeds. What will you do with the seeds that have been scattered in your name? Will they grow? Will there be a harvest? I truly believe there already is. May you continue to plant. And may God continue to send the harvest. And may the love of Christ and the Holy Spirit be in a place and be in a way that even if we don't yet understand, we will believe that he will make it happen. The doors of the church are open. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you that whatever we need to know from you, you are helping us to know it. 
Lord, I thank you for scattering the mustard seeds and sending forth the rain that we would have a harvest. Lord, in the midst of all that goes on, old things are dead and new truth is growing. Old lies are passing away and new spirit is coming forth. All habits of unforgiveness are moving out of our way simply to be replaced with a renewed hope. Thanks be to God. There's new light. There's new justice. All rising up from these seeds. We thank you, God, that the harvest is plentiful and that you have brought it forth. For you and you alone continue to make us grow. May the peace that surpasses all understanding and the love of Christ guide every step that we take. Thank you, Lord, for planting seeds. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for providing the water. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for sending forth everlasting life so that we can grow forever and evermore. In Jesus' name, amen.